0: Say reading from Luke chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all of the world should be registered. This was the first registration, and it was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed. At what the shepherds said, we'll ask God to bless this reading, His holy and inspired word. My name is uh Mike, and I'm uh, just so deeply honored to be the pastor here at this church. Want to welcome you, Add my voice of welcome uh, to this time of worship and celebration together here at Midland Reform Church, we try really hard to be just a little bit less like an institution and a little bit more like a family. And it is my deepest prayer that your family feels welcomed by our family this evening. Uh, We've been delighted to share with you some of the gifts uh, of our family. And I'd just like to thank the choir for their gifts tonight. Would you help me to do that? Thank you, choir, for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. That was so cool to have a choir. Thanks for the flutes uh, and the prelude. That was a wonderful treat. Thank you to the flutes. Yeah, thank you. You know, for me, it isn't really Christmas until we have our Christmas Eve candlelight service here. And uh, because this is a family, I know that there are also some kids here. And I'm glad that there are kids here. It's great to hear the sounds of children Uh, and uh, um, many of them will be up all night waiting for what comes next in the morning. But I'm just wondering, any kids here, do any kids still write letters to Santa? Do any kids, do anybody write a letter to Santa this year? Did you? Did you write a letter to Santa? Did you? Did you send it? You did? That's so cool. I don't, anybody else? Who's put them up high? There's a Santa letter, a Santa letter here. Brandon, you did? You wrote a letter, to Santa, good for you, Brandon. That's awesome. So I came across some letters to S- and another santa letter. awesome you want do you, do you want to say out loud what you asked for? No, okay, no, you don't want to jinx anything. Don't want to spoil it. So I came across some letters to Santa, and I'm going to see if I can read any of these. Uh, Kristen, would you go ahead and give me the first slide and we'll see if we can get to the first letter from Santa. Here it is, okay, so uh, hang out with me. These are actual letters to Santa. I don't know for sure that Santa saw these, but here it is. Dear Santa Claus, it's Claire again, so a repeat writer, right? Uh, long time. Writer. Oh, stand the first one. Back up. There we go. But I'm writing uh, for I'm writing for my nine-year-old brother named Mitch. He wants a binder, a binder hole puncher. Parenthetically, I want a hole puncher too. And then and a skateboard. And then parents like, but don't give him the skateboard. Uh, Mitch is very kind-hearted, but he has a bad temper. And he also writes messy and doesn't like to read. Goodbye. So, right? So I don't know if that helps or hurts the cause of the skateboard. But, okay, the next one. Next letter to Santa. This one uh, is is more uh, functional, right? Please text my dad. He has my whole list. I love you. XO, XOXO. Okay, right? So... Straight to the point. You can get the information that you need. The next letter to Santa. Dear Santa, I'm Devin. I would like to know, and this, this is sort of an existential guy, right? Existential question. i like to know, are you real? right? I believe, but my friends don't. So can you give me a signed picture of you and Mrs. Claus or something else? Please uh, send back a bell from your sled and your picture. Oh, besides, are you really fat? Or do you diet, right? Please answer all of these requests above and write me a letter back, right? So, right, he's, he's going for the heart of the matter. Is this guy real? Next one. I think we have, okay, this one is from Lucy. This year, please give me a big fat bank account and a slim body, and please don't mix those two up like you did last year. Okay, next one. Next one. Next. All right, good. Uh, let's see. This one, I wanted to tell you I'm fine. I don't know, uh, but if you can, could you possibly make it so I can turn into a dragon? Please, right? I mean, it's just dripping, right? Just begging, please make me a dragon. Or fallback plan, or a pet dragon, one will do, um, will, will do. Either one will do, uh, Though I would like it best if you could turn me into a dragon, right? P.S., right? Never hurts. Happy Valentine's Day to Santa, right? You never know. All right, and I think this is the last one. Now, this one's a little gruesome, so if you need to turn your heads away. Um, Dear Santa, I have Rudolph. This is proof. Sorry, bring me these toys or I will send the rest of him and don't try anything funny. And then there's this list, right? So this guy is really putting it on heavy. So, okay, we can put that picture away. We don't need to think about poor Rudolph getting sent to... All right, so we'll fade that just for a minute. All right, so here's, here's what I'm thinking about when I see those letters to Santa. What... Right every every one of these kids, right, five years old, four years old, seven year old, they've all taken on just a little bit different strategy to get from Santa the thing that they want, right? Some of them are smooth talkers, some of them are laying it on thick. see how good I am, see how kind I am, see how wonderful I am, right? I'm a big sister helping out my brother. Right? and some of and some of them are just sort of you know straight to the point here's the information do with it what you will some of them are bargaining right I'd like to have this but I'm willing to settle for my, my fallback position right expert bargainer right uh, a great uh, a great uh, career in sales in front of this person um, or or you or you resort to the threats right I mean that's I mean I suppose that's specific, but very very human right this this is this is the human question right how do you get, from other people, the thing that you want, right? How, how, you know, what lever do you pull? What buttons do you push to get what you want? Very human question. How do you win friends and influence people? Uh, That's a very human question, a very human concern. And what I want to say tonight is this. That's nothing like what God is like. God isn't like that at all. It's a human question. It's a human concern, but that's not what God is like. The God that we meet in the Bible, the God that we read about uh, in Luke chapter 2 for for this wonderful Christmas morning uh, uh, sort of uh, story, the God that we meet. uh, To be sure, in the Bible, uh, humans keep trying to manipulate this God, right? Almost like God is Santa Claus and, and people keep trying to figure out how do we get from God the thing that we most want, right? Do I bargain with God? Do I try to bribe God? You know, see how good I've been, or uh, you don't have to put your hand up, but almost everybody in this room at some point or another has made a promise to God, right? If you just, I promise I will, right? We're trying to figure out how do we get God to do the thing, right? How do we get God to do the thing? It's a very human instinct, and even the humans in the Bible try to do it. But God has none of it. Instead, what we find in the Bible is that God loves and cares and gives to the world just simply because he made it. The psalmist says, the whole earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. In other words, everything in it belongs to God. And if you go to the most famous chapter in the Bible, what does it say? In John chapter 3, it says that God loved the cosmos and so he gave. God just loves the cosmos that he created. And he lavishly gives. He gives and gives and gives out of love and out of compassion. And tonight, for just a few minutes, I've been given uh, six minutes to preach to you. and So I'm going to try really, really hard to stay within that. Hope springs eternal, right? Hope candle is all lit up over there, so hold on, to hope, right? And so here's what I want to do for just a couple of seconds. I want to think about the gift that God gives to us freely, generously, lavishly in the the person of Jesus. Uh, What I love in this story is when the angels start to sing. And the angels say, especially this year, for some reason, this just resonates with my soul. The angels say, peace on earth. This gift of peace on earth. And, and they say, it's almost like it's a foretaste. It's almost like a little appetizer. It's a, it's a picture of what's still to come. Because this, this gift, this baby that is born will live a life and will teach and will move among human beings and will ultimately die and will ultimately be raised again. And all of that is, is, is a part of God giving this gift of peace to the world. It's this wonderful gift that God wants to give to the world. And when you read the word peace in the Bible... Listen, your antenna should go up. You should pay attention to the word peace because it's a huge word. It's a huge concept. It's not just a small feel-good thing. It's not a throwaway word. It's not like peace out or, you know, hey, peace. It's a a huge, huge idea. Behind the word peace is is some original language that carries the idea of of total well-being, of wholeness. Uh, of being healed, of being put back together, of all things being put right again. That's the picture that that we're being given this gift of peace, of wholeness, of, of all being made right again. And we say that's good news, right? That's really good news. In fact, you might even say that's gospel. Sometimes we use the word gospel and we make it really small. Sometimes the gospel that we talk about is just simply too small. It's too narrow. It's focused on only a very small piece of the picture. Well, We say uh, that the gift that God gives us in Jesus is the idea that someday when we die, we can go to heaven. And I want to say that's true as far as it goes, but it's only a small, tiny, tiny little part of the picture. It's only a small, tiny little part of the gift that, that God wants to give to us today. Yeah. Saying that when I die, I can go to heaven someday, uh, uh, it, it, it can be hard for us to connect with that as though it's good news, right? Uh, it's sort of like having a college savings account, right? When our when our when our kids were first born, right? I mean, in utero, right? We started these solid these uh, college savings accounts. and so for Christmas, right, uh, year one for birthday, year one, year two, year three, five years old. Here's a check. It's going to go into your college savings account. Right? And and Tammy and I are like, yes, that's so cool. That's so valuable. What a wonderful gift that is, right? That's an investment. And and you know, and my five-year-old would be like, What is college? What is that? And I'd say, you know, son, through the miracle of compound interest, this is gonna this is gonna send you to school someday. Right? It's just lost, right? It's just too distant, it's too big, it's too far away. And sometimes we talk about You know, the good news is that when you die, you can go to heaven. It's just too far away, right? It's too distant. We can't get our head around how that could possibly be good news. But but I want you to see this. Can you see this with me? Listen, listen. That isn't the good news that the angels are singing about, right? That's not in their song. The angels aren't here saying, glory to God. Hey, listen, shepherds, someday you're about to die, and when you die, you can go to heaven. That isn't what they're singing about. That's not the gift that God is freely giving, lavishly giving. That isn't the gift, at least not all of it. What's the gift? This is what what they sing. They say peace on earth, wholeness on earth, everything put right again on earth. It's, It's as if the focus of the scriptures isn't so much getting to heaven when you die. It's getting heaven into you while you're still alive. That's the gift. And that's the story of Christmas. You can have peace on earth today. Now, okay, I'm going to go over six minutes. Sorry, that's just going to happen, right? Blow out the whole candle. No more, right? No more hope. Listen, you can have peace today. And you're going to say, yeah, right." right. If you're a thinking, sentient being, you're going to say, yeah, right. Look around, right? Where's the peace? How how could you possibly say, Pete? We live in a culture, we live in a time that's more polarized, it's more divided, it's more angry than ever before, right? Just look at the bitter partisanship in our politics right now, right? It's not just that we have disagreements, but frankly, we have hatred. We've weaponized our words. We have anything but peace. I came across a, a article in the uh, Washington Post, and the the writer of the the uh, the, the the column. Says not not only do we not have peace, but we actually have the active presence of fear, right? We we don't live in a peaceful day; we live in a fearful day. Do you do you, do you, do you America. This is what it says: America's political culture is dominated by fear. For some, it's the fear that the triumph of progressivism would bring anti-religious persecution and fundamentally alter the American way of life. That's a that's a deep visceral fear. And for others, it's a fear that the re-election of President Trump would remove the last restraints on his cruelty, vindictiveness, and contempt for the rule of law. Right? Everybody's afraid of something. Everybody's afraid. It's not peace. It's not tranquility. It's not wholeness. It's not well-being. Right? Everywhere you look. And here we come to the story of Christmas. And the angels are saying, peace on earth. You can have peace on earth. And, and, and some of us will be tempted to say, I feel like I'm being forced into a corner, and I have to pick between either be having just despair and saying it's not true, none of it is true, there isn't peace on earth, or or it, or I just have to I have to look forward and say it, it, it's 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 not um, it's not present, but it's some future longing that I look forward to. It's it's, it's back to the when, when I die, I can go to heaven, and then I can get the gift. But but the angel song gives us a third way. Right, The angels say, it isn't just despair, and it isn't just longing. But actually, there's something different that you can do today. The announcement suggests another option. And we see the option in the two-dimensional nature of the song. Two dimensions, right? On the one hand, the angels are saying, peace from God to you, right? That God is announcing that you have peace with God. And then the angels are singing, and then peace among people, right? Peace with God is this vertical thing, right? And then peace among people is horizontal. Both dimensions are present. In Jesus' prayer, the prayer that he teaches his disciples to pray, you know the words, right? Even if you never go to church, you've heard these words before, right? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, or forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, right? It's forgive us our debts, it's that vertical piece, and as we forgive others. It's the horizontal, both dimensions. In the Gospel of John, Jesus says, as I have loved you, right, there it is, there's the vertical piece, as I have loved you, so you should love one another. There's the horizontal. The gift of God's peace, the gift of God's forgiveness, The gift of God's love that we get today makes possible peace, forgiveness, and love among human beings today. Not just in the future. Not just when you die someday. But right now. The question then is, will you receive that gift? Will you receive that gift? It's a free gift to you. Not because you've written a letter to God. Not because you've earned it. Not because you've deserved it. Not because you pushed the right buttons and went through the right hoops, but because God loves you and wants to lavish this really good gift on you. God loves you and forgives you and receives you as his very own. Receive that gift. And then use that gift. Use that gift. The horizontal dimension of that gift requires that you participate. And here's how I want to invite you to participate. Very practical, very personal. Who is it today that you can give peace to? Who in your life can you give forgiveness to? Think of a person. Think of a situation, maybe in your family, maybe at your job, maybe in your neighborhood, somebody that you know you need to forgive. Here's the invitation. Make a decision tonight to, to give the gift of forgiveness to another person. Why is forgiveness hard? here's why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why forgiveness is hard. Forgiveness is hard because not only do we want to push the levers and, 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 and the buttons to get God to do what we want, but we want other people to do that to us. We want other people to earn our gifts. Right? If you're honest with yourself, if you're really honest with yourself, you want other people to earn your favor. And forgiveness doesn't work that way. Forgiveness says, I've been forgiven. I've been set free. I've been made whole. And so I'm just going to give that gift. It's undeserved. It's not anything that you've earned. I'm just going to give this person, this, this individual, this gift of setting them free, this gift of peace. It's a gift that we can give. It's the horizontal dimension to the vertical gift of God. And when that happens the angel song comes true. And we can be people who say, thank you, God, for this gift of peace that we receive. And we can also be people who say, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Would you pray with me, please? Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for this incredible gift of your son. Lord, we pray that you would help us to receive all of the good gifts that you have for us, that you would help us to receive it today. In your name we pray, amen.